All right, friends, thanks for joining us today. We have Ty Walker with Smoke in Chimneys, the trout farmer that has a lot of amazing things going on. We've had it in our food club now, and um, we just wanted to dive into the world of trout because in homesteading, we don't talk about fish a lot, except for like in the pond in the back. I mean, I think maybe some tilapia pops up here and there, maybe, but yeah. that's about it. Right. So join us as we uh, get into the world of fishing. Hey friends! Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life, where we answer your pressing questions and share useful tools for creating your most fulfilling, self-sufficient family homestead. We go back to basics in all things family, faith, and farming, and we're eager to teach you what we've learned. Everything from growing a garden to earning an income to living a less toxic and more nature-based lifestyle. We're thrilled you're here and hope you leave inspired to live your life as a schoolhouse too. All right. Ty, yes. What is um, what is the word on homestead fishing like, or homestead fish raising? I guess. Yeah, I mean, you could call it aquaculture or, or not or whatever. I mean, it's very very small. Like Lacey mentioned, like there's a couple people that mess around that I know with tilapia, but beyond that, I mean, you you've really got to have a water source that is minimum like a couple hundred gallons a minute to be able to do anything, you know? So it's not like pasture or woods or something that's readily more readily available. I think it's just more of a barriers to entry type issue. Yeah. Okay. So I am thinking a little differently, like about this whole charade. I want to hear like, where in the world are you from and how did you end up as a fish farmer? So Start real far back, like. All right, so yeah, my name is Ty Walker. I'm married. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm married. I have three kids. Um, I grew up on a farm, um, but moved away for some years, and then kind of wanted to come back and get back into it. Uh, we farmed. Me and my wife farmed in Oregon for a while, and then we came back to get my grandparents' family farm back up and running. It was like mixed pasture, woods, you know, we were doing pasture pork, you know, grass-fed beef, uh, some lamb, you know, just doing the grazing thing mainly. Mm-hmm. And uh, this opportunity came up with this trout hatchery about four years ago. I got a call from a friend that was like, hey, man, there's this trout hatchery in Newcastle, Virginia. And I'm like, where's Newcastle? <laughs> and I, And we were living in like, a a single wide trailer at the time. And on this property, there was like a three bedroom house. So my wife was like, I don't really (laughs) care. She was like, I, she literally was like, we can't move here because you're just going to be fishing all the time and not getting (laughs) anything done. So it was kind of like, man, I could, I've been a fly fisherman my whole life. You know, but that really doesn't have anything to do with raising trout per se, but I was interested in it. So she, we ended up more like, we just felt, we just felt God on it, really. I mean, we prayed a lot about it. It was a huge risk, a huge decision, you know, leaving our grandparents' farm. We built, you know, we had like animals and stuff and kind of, in, in essence, starting over again, you know. So we just kind of felt like this is the move for us. We made the move and um, 
Yeah, it's been a labor of love for sure. It took us like just, it took about two years just to get the place up and running. It took a whole year just to like clean up the trash. I mean, we couldn't even get the dang water on. We couldn't even figure out how to turn the water on. We first got up there. the history of the property? Okay, so it was built, it was built in the 1930s by the Department of the Interior. They Mm -hmm. operated it until the 1980s where it was sold onto the private market. Um, it changed so hands. Excuse me. As a hatchery. That's yes, a yes. As okay. a hat, just trout. I mean, the water's fifty-five degrees year-round, so it's too cold for like catfish or tilapia or something, but perfect for trout. So it had been vacant for a while, like I don't know, a year or two before we got there, and knew nothing. I mean. <laughs> Couldn't even hardly spell trout, you know. So, uh, but you were a fly yeah. fisherman, so you had, yeah, you knew what a fish looked like. You had to, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I knew, and but that was what was tough was like the barriers to entry. Like for example, to buy eggs from a hatchery, minimum orders twenty five thousand eggs. I was like, dude, I need like, I need like fifty eggs, like. <laughs> You know, and they're like, no. and, like, how much does twenty five thousand acres? Uh, about eight, eight, eight or nine hundred. Okay. okay, so it's not. Um, no, it's like no, not horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like buying, uh, you know, hatched turkeys. My God, nine dollars okay. a piece oh, okay. or something. You're bringing up this whole new, like, okay, <laughs> how does fish farming work? So you are buying eggs, growing them, and then selling the fish. And then doing that on repeat, like you don't, like they don't procreate in your. Well, we have a small breeding program here, but that's like a whole nother. It's like the difference of like, when you first get into like pigs, like just do some like finishers every year to get a handle of it. Instead of like, you know, now you got a boar, now you got sows, now you got breeding. So, you know, it's just a whole nother. We're like just. Yeah. Go ahead. It's got me thinking of like uh, broilers. Like, is that kind of the same system? Like you're buying in, you know, day old chips, but in this case, eggs. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like, it would be like a broiler program where you have to have fresh chicken every week. (laughs) Right. And you like, which is like, we all laugh because that would be extremely difficult, you know? And we're just now kind of, because, you know, we have mainly three different sizes of trout that we kind of market. You have a, like a 12 ounce fit. I'm not trying to get too in the weeds here. If I am, we can. So you have like a 12 ounce fish, which is for a restaurant that's going to be serving whole trout, you know, like how we're all selling it to people with the frozen, you know, they cook it, they eat it. Right. Then you have, that that's for restaurants doing whole fish. Then you have a one pound fish, which no restaurant wants a one pound fish because it's too big to fit on a plate. Mm. It's a little, you're, then you kind of get into the price point issue, but it's perfect for a retail setting, you know, like farmer's markets, you know, um, you know, meat boxes, that kind of thing. And then we have a trout that's like three or four pounds, which is for restaurants that do mainly like prefix menus or tasting menus where each person's getting like a, a one ounce or two ounce portion. So that's a big trout. Mm. Like, yeah, it is big. I'm thinking and, of one, 
we got were like they were twelve, weren't they? They yeah, they were to one. Yeah, pushing pushing one pound maybe, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. that way. It's you know, especially for somebody that's not super experienced with whole fish. You know, it fits in a pan or on a baking sheet. It's not like this big crazy like you know something you see at the zoo or something. <laughs> so okay. With the sizes, are we talking about, you know, with, you know, you talk about pork and we talk about chickens. Like if you want a bigger size, you get a different breed. Is that the same or are you just going longer with the trout? No, you go longer. You may go two years. I mean, you may go three oh, years. Wow. Oh, wow. But that's, okay. I mean, so it takes a year to get to a pound, right? Oh, okay. And then it get it takes another, once they hit a pound, they'll put on weight quicker. It takes them probably to get a two pound fish. You're at like a year and a half. Interesting. Okay. But then, too, imagine this. So I have, like, we're dealing with this right now. So I have, like, part of a pond is, like, 12-ounce fish, right? Or, yeah, the right, like, 0.75. Well, like, I've got to keep, if I don't, if I feed them a maintenance ration, it would be like having a broiler that's at four pounds. And you're like, I got to keep the broiler at four pounds. So I need to feed it. And hold it for three months, but it can't gain any weight. Like, are you going to make any money? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can't feed just to like maintain. Because like the fish food I buy comes from Canada. It's It's the most expensive fish food on the market. It doesn't have all this trash in it and just bad stuff. Anyway, I pay a dollar six cents a pound. So you can compare that to like, pig feed or something i mean this is like 45 percent protein you know but pig feeds like what 20 20 non-gmo is like what 28 cent a pound something like that so yeah like you can't feed something and it's not gaining does that make sense so and again yeah. i'm we're trying to like balance all these different factors of mm-hmm. what people want but then like the money's got to work out or like you know, nobody's getting trout, you know. So. Do you have a mentor? Like, who do you learn this no. from? <laughs> Dude, I, I do a lot of, uh, you know, what do they say? Either pray or, or uh, either worry or pray, but don't do both, <laughs> you know? So but it, some days I worry and then some days I pray. Depends on, you know, if I've, you know, yeah. uh, done my quiet time that morning. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, this is our second actual year of, so our first year was cleaning the property up. The second year was working with the state to be able to process the trout. That was a whole nother And that's deal. a USDA thing. Like no, it, well, it's a, well, it's a, it's a VDAX thing. So it's a state level oh. thing. So the whole thing, initially they were like, hey, you should take the trout to a fish processor at the ocean, you know? And I was like, well, dude, that's like five hours away, you know? And then they're like, well, you should take it to a facility near you, like a state facility, you know? And I'm like, dude, they don't do trout. They don't do fish. Like we're, yeah, they do red meat, and chicken, you know? So we kind of, kind of had to start from zero to come up with like a whole HACCP plan and all that stuff to be able to process the fish. It's so ironic though. You have all that. There's no real basis for processing trout in the state. Yet, trout is the state fish. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, dude, there's over 
hundred miles, 2,900 miles of wild trout stream habitat in the state. Wow. So like for me, it's like for us, like inland rural Virginia, like we should be eating trout. Like uh-huh. that's what our, that's what our great grandparents would have eaten. That's yeah. what, like, that's our fish. So that's kind of well, part I of our whole. Just like coming at it, the fish side of things. Like fish is, is a little bit intimidating as a cook. It's also intimidating because, you know, there's so many mixed messages out there about if it's like super high in like mercury and all of the toxins and everything. And I mean, there's just, I think people that, that eat fish, it's just gone down across the board. People are not comfortable with it, familiar with it. They don't know how to cook it. I mean, there's just so many things. And honestly, I feel like you're addressing them all right on the head. I mean, your fish came with this beautiful like literature and you have all these ways to cook it just perfectly. I mean, that you're doing all the right things and hopefully it'll catch and people will like, you know, not no pun intended, I guess. But yeah, like <laughs> fish is, is kind of scary. Yeah. You can speak to the like, what, what makes your fish different than all the other. Well, even like, so we're, we're closer to the coast. Like we can have a fish can't be caught. My understanding. Today. Let me back up. My understanding is that we could get a fish from like the docks in Wilmington and have it delivered today. And it's like fresh fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cost is, but yeah. the cost is high. And I still am kind of like, but it's coming out of the ocean and there's so much junk in the ocean now that like, I don't even, even if it's like wild caught fish, is it really even healthy? Like by yeah. the time you eat all that nasty stuff that the fish ate. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, it's and it's hard to it's so hard too because especially in like regenerative agriculture, it's so easy to see like the differences, like right, uh, like a uh, like a uh, you know commodity hog operation versus pigs like in the woods. Like yeah, you can see it. It's clear. You know, with fish, it's and you know they're coming out with new names of fish every day you know barramundi what the heck is that i mean (laughs) you know but i'm saying there's so much like branding and 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 so much kind of smoke and mirrors so to speak yeah but and then part of the issue is like dude when you say like farm raised trout like there's that does not sound nice you know that sounds like that's disgusting and that's exactly what i'm not going to eat you know that's like uh if someone came to you and was like yeah i raised these cows in a feedlot like and they're and you're supposed to be like oh that sounds amazing like (laughs) is that like what you're saying like kind of yeah well it's like but it's too it's like but a lot of people are like oh i don't so they're like oh yeah i mean oh i don't eat farm fish i'm like okay cool so right if you said if you said like oh i don't eat like commodity pork is bad so you know what i don't eat pork at all it's like that's such a terrible excuse like just because there's someone out there doing it wrong doesn't mean that why don't you just get pork that's raised correctly you know so there's this but there's been so much time and energy spent in the market on pork on beef on broilers, on layers, you know, there's a lot there. Where well, you I think start in the talk- other direction on fish, the farmers of fish are saying, you know, like this is better. And then there's all this 
for some reason, I think like a battle between the wild caught fisheries and the farm fisheries. And so like there's an equal balance, whereas I don't know that that's as true in the other industries. Like, I, I mean, if you talk to a far, a wild caught, that's what I hear is better. But then I hear, oh, no, that's more full of mercury. Like, I'm always never sure what to buy. Right. <laughs> so so take, for example, so so we're talking we're on this pork track. So you have like commodity pork, right? Then you have a level up from that, which might be, I don't know, they're similar system. They're outside, but they're on a lot. Say that's not tier two. And then you have tier three, which is like pigs on pasture, you know, polyface, white oak pastures, like what we're all doing. You know, you have these tiers where the price doubles, triples, quadruples as you go up the, right. the ladder. Like, for example, in the state of Virginia, trout, right? There's only a commodity trout product. That's 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 it. Like there's no step up and then even above that, a niche expensive trout. Does that make sense? So, yeah. so we're trying to, I guess, take trout, the name, out of this commodity level sort of world. You know, like like commodity trout, it trades for about three dollars a pound. Mine wholesale, it's twelve dollars a pound. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But then, so you're trying to, um, you're trying to, um, you're trying to educate people. But then some people already have their mind made up. You know. But then it's. I think it's been our job to communicate about water quality, how the fish are raised, you know, we do tours to really show that farm-raised trout can be and is like a very, you know, sustainable option. I mean, man, you talk about ocean fishing, I mean, man, like the overfishing is just, and then, you know, the, the fish are just eating, you know, McDonald's wrappers and stuff all day. And then you're I mean, like, I mean, and then you paid triple and you're like, did I really get triple the value? Like, ah, I don't know. So talk to me then. Uh, that brings up an interesting point that like the hippie in me is like, how sustainable is your operation? Like, do you have pumps running to like pump the water or like, I don't know. What, what's your opinions on sustainability? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of those things like, is any farming really sus like, you know, you no, get into I that think, sort of art. Yeah, no, I don't think any farm is like 100%. The second you bring in a tractor. So no. I guess our, where our stance is, so we don't use any electricity. No electricity is used in raising the trout from egg to harvest. That's wow. one. That's so there's no pumps. It's all gravity fed. Um, it's just, I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, how gravity works and, you know, head pressure and generating. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't use any electricity, so that's not, no, like you get into the feed thing. It's like, you know, we start our, um, small fish, like on a beef liver mash, which is like from our herd. Um, cool. you know, in the, in the 30, well, and that's what the old timers used to do in the 1930s. This hatchery here where I'm at, they only fed and ground up roadkill, <laughs> which arguably would be a pretty clean feed, you know? Yeah, um, it's like that, but, but, <laughs> what? 
that's uh, it feels brilliant it feels like it solves two problems like i don't know what they do with roadkill now but well and then too i mean then you have we've done a little bit of that you know with like some organ meats we have left in the freezer and this and that but then if you factor in like your water weight it's I mean, it's a gnarly, then you're throwing, I mean, like a, a pond full of like blood and guts and, and then it's like, Hey, let's take a picture. We're, you know, <laughs> I mean, then it's just like, Oh God, you know, I think, I think our, so like the feed, like, do we like, do I wish we got feed from Canada? Like, absolutely not. You know, it's like, there's some feed mills around us, but I mean, they're like grinding up fish from the great lakes and all this like mm. you know i mean it's just like then it's like what's in that you know so trout eat in the wild so they're gonna eat primarily you know they're gonna eat bugs yeah and it's cool that there's a bunch of like hatches and stuff that come off in the ponds and they are outside they're eating bugs and grasshoppers and all this kind of stuff but yeah i mean like could i I could raise a couple hundred fish on just bugs and, you know, leftover grilled cheeses and whatever, <laughs> you know, but it's like, I can't, I couldn't do it to the scale without like a commercial feed. So, and then it's like one of those things we could switch, but I would need to like start, like, I would need to have like a cricket farm or a mealworm, you know, you would have to yeah. have a whole nother farm essentially so i think as far as like the energy usage and like footprint we've done a really good job you know the feed thing is one of those things like we gotta have feed we're doing the best we can and like what this is one of those things like if we don't treat our ponds with care like there's no just like let's go i screwed up this five acres and we overgrazed it for five years. Let's just move on to the next field. Well, there's no other field to move on to. Like if we don't take care of what we have, we're done. So how big is your pond? It's four acres. Okay. It's just one pond. No. Wow. That would be insane. No, no, no. That's a good, no. So I got five concrete raceways that are probably, um, and if you go, you know, on, our website, smokingchimneys.com or so, you know, Instagram at smoking chimneys. We've got pictures and all that stuff, but yeah, it's like five concrete raceways, which is about 70 gallons a minute per raceway. And then we have five ponds and there's two other ponds. We're going to get cleaned out at the beginning of June that have like trees growing in them, but we're going to, um, Yeah get the whole property kind of back up and running we've kind of done it a bite at a time but love it i mean i think i honestly think what you've done in two years is pretty amazing you're already you know you've already got your trout with two of the biggest suppliers of meat good meat on the east coast so i don't know yeah that's a pretty good good start (laughs) yeah i mean i'll it was so funny the white oak pastures thing um I kind of emailed him a little bit, and like maybe interested. Let us know when you're in the area. And I had messaged back, and I was like, "I'm gonna be in the area like this date." Like, I think it's like the only time I've ever lied to him. You know, I'm like <laughs> not gonna be in the area. It's like <laughs> ten hours away. <laughs> but I was like, man, if I can, 
Because, dude, I mean, initially, you know, the farmer's markets and, dude, like, even today, as much as all the accounts and all the whatever we've been through, they're like, oh, it's farm raised, like, see you later, you know? So I just knew if we could sort of make our case, in a sense, to, like, some of these people that are outfits that are recognized and have, like, respect in the community, like, it would really help. It would help us sort of re recreate like what a farm fish like can be. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyway, I drove down there. I drove down there 10 hours with a cooler of fish. (laughs) And um, uh, I get down there and I'm like, man, I wonder how this is going to go, you know? And I meet with Jenny uh, Harris. She's like, okay. I kind of pulled the fish out, giving her my whole spiel, and he was kind of into it. And then Will Harris was there, and he, he was, I don't know, doing something. He came up, and I was kind of talking to him a minute. And he goes, the first thing he says is, well, thank God I'm a fish-eating son of a bitch. I was <laughs> like, this is hilarious. <laughs> anyway, they were so into it, you know? And, um. Yeah, it was just cool. That was like kind of our, for you know, one of our first like big accounts that kind of took us on. And um, I think when you're in the food world, like like we are, you know, you recognize people and their passion and their connection. And in a way, like that, you know, I talk to people who make and raise food all the time, and they're like, "Well, we don't do that because people wouldn't pay for it, or we don't do that because, you know." And obviously, you're driven by what's the right thing to do, not necessarily with them you're willing to create your own niche for this product that you believe in and that is something that if you you can feel that from somebody i mean we like just in the small food club that we've run we've talked to so many people about what they make and what they do and a lot of times they're just doing it because it's trendy you know like oh hey let's you know i always talk i throw microgreens under the bus a lot (laughs) microgreens you know like what's the thing what's guineas or not guinea what's the other the bird quail let's do quail like and the, it's yeah. totally cool to try these things, but I think people get get sucked into like those keywords that they, you know, Google and like there's a top 10 list of what you should do on your homestead. And trout never comes. Trout up. is never on that yeah. list. <laughs> I'm telling you, I promise you, it would be way easier for me to just go get a job somewhere. <laughs> right. Like way, easy, way easier. Yeah. So I'm but doing you're it. you're nourishing. Because- you're nourishing people with that food. I mean, like, it's funny. Like, I, I didn't get to tell you this story, but so we, I grilled up the oh. trout that we got from you, right? Mm-hmm. We did five and we had seven people eating that night. So when our family eats, I mean, we, we eat, you know, it's, yeah. a, lot, it's a lot of food. Um, and uh, so we split up the trout. Everybody got like half a trout, but we had like a, a smaller one. I want to say it was like, it was under a pound. Okay. So, one of those 12 10 to 12 hours. yeah but yeah. my son he's seven came up and he's like all right and i'm like okay this last one's yours so i put it on his plate and it's like hanging over both sides so i'm like i had to like curl it around <laughs> his dinner plate right and we all sit down and everybody's like kind of starts eating their phones how do we eat around yeah the yeah sure yeah, yeah we're talking about all that and then um he's like my stomach hurts i mean we were like what maybe four minutes into yeah, the meal it was really and, oh gosh. And I'm like, oh man, what's wrong? And we look and his plate is empty. The trout is gone. 
Like, no trout. He, he ate the whole uh, thing. He just crushed it. Oh, just like one of our <laughs> one of our friends was like, you know, it was probably like his body just had like a little like, oh, here's the omegas. I, I, yeah. I need these. And he just like ate the thing. I mean, it was oh, like, yeah. it was like there were like two like an animal. I don't know if he swallowed all That's of That's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. But like to me, like it's just been this like thing in my mind of like the nourishment potential there of like, yeah, we eat grass-fed beef and we eat like, you know, pasture-raised chicken and our, all of our food is like the highest quality that we can find. Mm. But like fish has been kind of one of those things where it's like, well, maybe I'll get it here and there from whole food. Well, it's like, it's like, dude, it's it's like, dude, like how, like, you know, it's like hot dogs. It's like, man, we love hot dogs. Like how hard is it to find a guilt-free hot dog? Like it's pretty difficult, you know? So I feel like, this it's is like, like a, we talk about carbon neutral versus like carbon negative or whatever, you know, yeah. it's like, I don't want to eat food. That's just neutral. You know, I want to eat something that is actually like yeah medicine, right? Like something that is doing the thing yeah. it's supposed to do when you eat food, which is hard to come by these days. So I think that that when we ate the trout, there was the process of doing it and getting it from you. Who's, you know, like this direct connection. And also then having that, like whole animal on your plate. Like, you know, we eat a lot of chicken, we eat a lot of meat and there might be bones in it, but the eyes were looking at you, you know, and you didn't have yeah. that because you're like, this is this animal was not tortured to death or, you know, like anyway, it was, it's, it was a really neat and wholesome experience on a lot of levels. I was also interested because every recipe that I like Googled was like, cook the fish until the flesh is white, but it never, with your child, mm-hmm. it never turned white. It was always like a, pink color it was pink. i like i knew it was done I, I have a lot of experience cooking fish but um i don't know is that is that and just difficult? to be clear because i don't think we've said it it was amazing it was right. incredible it was so good a lot of that a lot of the coloring is in so like most farm fish is inside right so if you're inside like you get nothing from the sun no vitamin d no you get no sunlight, you know? So that's part of the issue with the flesh coloring. And then B, like all the, the bugs and the crustaceans and then like the organ meats we're supplementing with, like all that is adding to the, what is it? Like the keratin levels, like in the flesh, you know? So, I mean, I have a friend, and it's one of those things like, you know, and that's why like in a, in most hatcheries, it's like a recycled water system. So they're using the same water over and over and over. And that's what gives fish or farm fish this like fish tank, fishy yeah. type There's taste. none of that. Not even or it's like thing. really like oily or, you know, it's just got a weird mealy or whatever. So this is, um, yeah, but like, like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit on. And two, like commodity trout is head off, butterflied, no fins. So, I mean, you can hide all the sin. You just cut it off. You create a market where you just cut all the bad stuff off. You know, it's like, you know, it's like the exact same thing with like, you know, raw milk. It's like, let's not change, you know, with the pasteurization, why change our practices so we could just cook the milk and not have to do anything. So where we're doing a whole fish, there's no, we don't have anything to hide behind. 
you know, if it, if it mm. looks like it got off the black pearl and it's got th- two eye, you know, it's got half a fin and you're going to be able to tell. But if yeah. it looks amazing, then yeah. that should be indicative of like where it came from. So that's kind of funny. My mind went to it when you were talking about cutting off this in. I loved it, but it wasn't what I was thinking you mean now, which I love. Like anything that went wrong in the process of raising it that you could just hide behind, like by cutting it off. But what I was thinking is, you know, we meet people all the time who are like, oh, I could never kill a chicken, right? Because they just can't handle the weight of killing a chicken, but they eat chicken. Or even worse, they can only eat like boneless, skinless chicken breast. That's all because they don't want the trace of life to be there. You know, right. it's like all the life and the yeah that comes with that is stripped away from the the product that people is, are comfortable eating. And I think that's very true with fish. Like normally, you know, you go into the store and what fish do people buy most? I think it's like, I think a Costco, there's fillets of salmon that have the butter on them and all you do is stick them in the oven oh, yeah. and then hour you have a delicious dinner. But what is that really? Like, who knows what, what they're pulling over your eyes? Like, yeah. Well, and plus I did, I mean, salmon is like a whole, that's like a whole nother, yeah, conversation. But yeah, I mean... You know, it's coming from Norway or it's, yeah, but that's, that's what's been made like desirable, you know, from like a positioning, a branding perspective, you know, and that's why we're like, dude, like we're here in Virginia, like let's eat trout, you know, and that's, what's been tough though. It's like, dude, you can't go anywhere and get it, even though it should be everywhere. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. So that's fascinating. It really is. Yeah. I think what you're doing is so cool. Very, very cool. Thank you. Well, yeah. No, I appreciate you guys' support. And um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting down there and, you know, doing some of the, doing some smoke trout pizzas or something. Oh, oh. man. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks. And that's what's tough. Yeah. With the, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's got a head. It's like, dude, food has a face, dude. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, anyway. It makes me think too. Like, I mean, if, if every farmer had to come with a, come to us and present the food to us in that same way, you know, like bring the cow and like in, in your hands, like here is the cow, like look and see, I did a good job raising this cow or, you know, like it, the same way that, essentially you do that with a fish like if everybody saw the face of the food they were eating they would probably most people would be appalled at the majority of the food they're eating yeah you know it's it's a really cool uh concept that fortunately fish you know fits that it would be well i think too we live in like a world where you try to label something like that so that people know okay well i just look for that label and then i know i'm getting so instead of looking at the face you look at the label and the label says uh, it's organic or it's grass fed or it's, you know, even now we're starting to get like regenerative labels. And it's like, OK, all right. All right. Like, A, I don't really believe in the regulation that brings those things to pass because it's really just a marketing scheme. But B, like we've given up the power that exists between knowing the person who raised the trout and seeing the face of that trout. to like some third party that's, you know, just marketing, it. you know, yeah. like it's it's releasing the power of that connection. And I think that's the beauty of what you're doing is that you're clearly very connected to what you're doing and also easy to connect with, 
with the people yeah. consumers who want that product. Yeah. So. All right, Ty. So how can people, you've mentioned it a little bit, but um, how can people get their hands on your yeah, get, fish faces? Yeah. Connect with your fish. And you. So we have, yes. Um, so our website is a pretty extensive list of where you can buy our trout, either retail or at a restaurant. I mean, right now we're in like Roanoke, Charlottesville, Richmond, and just kind of just now getting into um, DC. If you come by the, you can order and pick up here at the farm. We do, we process every Monday. So, you know, if you pick up on like, you know, Tuesday, you can get fresh trout. Um, yeah, that would be the best. Um, yeah, on our website, we have, we're working on like shipping the trout, like frozen. That's just a whole nother yeah. project we haven't really tackled yet. But, um, well, I will say, I was, but also, yeah. I was apprehensive about the frozen fish because, you know, generally fresh fish is better. <laughs> but I, it was not like frozen fishy tasting no. at all in any way. So, I love. No, I mean, you, you even hear frozen fish, and you're not like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. You know, it just, <laughs> yeah. That's part of like, we're trying to always like, what are what are the barriers to entry for people like buying the trout? You know, and it's like, oh, it's frozen, or it's this, or it's that. So you're trying to. You know, I mean, and you hate to be like spend all this time marketing, but it's like, dude, that's it's 2023, man. Like, if you yeah. go into Earth Fair, you're like, dude, my product, if mine is better than all this stuff I'm looking at, my product needs to look as good or better. And that's it's a high bar. But I mean, it's like, that's just the nature of the beast now, you know? So, and Drew, we talked a little bit about that, how, yeah. you know, you could have the best carrot in the world, but unless it's framed in a context where people are going to appreciate it as such, you're probably just going to end up eating it or give it to Bugs Bunny or something, you know? Well, that is an addition. Like you have wrapped it in paper, so it's not like plastic. And there's something that just elevates it because I don't have to throw away plastic as a part of, you know, oh, there's a little plastic. well, a little one, but it's like, wrapped, Not a you lot know, it plastic. looks like yeah. fresh fish from a butcher or it like, does, you know, yeah. like old fashioned. <laughs> well, and that's like, you know, we thought about vacuum sealing, but then it's like, dude, then how many of those bag, like, you know, those four yeah. or five mil vac seal bags. And I mean, dude, honestly, I think vacuum sealing is a little bit overrated. I mean, no one's vacuum sealed anything until the past. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, which is fine. I'm not, it's just like, that's not another thing. I think we need to like, we're like dying to add, you know? Right. So, yeah. We've tried it without the plastic bag, and then you got like, you got like trout juice running out of it. <laughs> I don't know. People aren't too thrilled with that, but yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that that is a bonus. I mean, I was excited. Like, I just took the the paper package and put it in the sink with a little hot water to you know dethaw it, and uh, that works great. Yeah. So yeah. Those are actually our labels are beer labels because like a regular label, it's like the condensation really messes with the paper and the label. So that way, at least, the you know, if you freeze it or thaw it, the condensation isn't, 
you know, messing that up. But yeah. anyway. Well, cool. Good work. I know all of that is a ton of work to make. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, thank you everybody. Go check out Ty, find his fish, buy his fish. We have it here at the food club at the schoolhouse. If you're interested in that. Mm. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for being on Ty. Thanks. Appreciate you guys.